All right. I'm Wolfman Dave. And I'm Diego. What's up? So episode 78 already. 78, 78. What's That's up? That's right. Of That Metal Podcast. We have a very special guest with us. Yeah, we have uh, Cesar Soto today. Uh, plays guitar for Ministry. So awesome. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Dude. I, I, like, like I was saying, episode 78. 78, it's a good number. That's when I was born. So at least to me. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on. It means a lot to us. No, thank you. Hey, and and now that you're recording, this yeah. was supposed to happen yesterday, and I just want to publicly apologize <laughs> to you guys that I totally screwed up and I was a day off. So here we are again. Thank you guys for uh, rescheduling everything, and and my bad on my part. Yeah. So I I, I totally uh, understand if you guys um, <laughs> want to kick my ass later. <laughs> Never. No, you're great, man. Don't worry about it. Brother. Yeah, we were literally sitting in this room and we're like waiting, and we're like, did you forget? Oh. Yeah. Don't like, tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. That. I didn't forget. I didn't forget. I was just a day off. Sorry. That was yeah, funny, yeah. Dude. It's like, have you seen that SpongeBob meme where he's like <laughs> hanging out in the coffee place? Like we were literally like that lady. <laughs> Sorry. So traditionally, every episode we'll start off. We ask each other, "What have you been listening to lately?" Right? Yeah. So. Same goes, what have you been listening to lately? And it, and it could be anything, man. It doesn't have to be just heavy metal. It could be podcasts. It could be YouTube stuff, you know, whatever. You know what? Uh, I know this is, this sounds kind of hard to believe, <laughs> <laughs> but um, lately I've been writing and recording a lot. Um, and typically when I write and record, I don't like to listen to uh, that much stuff only because it, um, naturally just as a human it's going to influence you sometimes to to write that way uh sometimes a good influence is is wow you know i want to accomplish something that that awesome and that great in a song but sometimes there's bad influence too which will, yeah. will you, you'll start to write like that and you don't realize that you're writing like that um but uh you know honestly i, I go back to the great uh you know all, all the stuff that i grew up listening to like uh older metallica older megadeth uh uh some pink floyd um a journey um nice. uh, just a lot of really older stuff that that uh you know that kind of uh, uh moves from one generation to another you know what i mean you know for instance my kids like they sing journey songs <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome you know what i mean that's pretty yeah, cool. But, That's a, a lot of the staples then. Yeah, but I mean, not saying that I don't listen to to other bands, but I do. Uh, but I don't have it on repeat only right. because it 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 really clouds my songwriting. Yeah. Uh, so it's like on a daily, I I record every single day. Actually, this week, uh, I decided to take a couple of days off starting today. Actually. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I was actually making myself go a little bit crazy because I'm not if I'm not re recording it i'm listening back on it and then yeah. i i i or i'm mixing stuff and then and then it turns into six or seven hours and i don't even realize that i'm doing it for that long so uh which is great yeah. but I, I just needed a couple of days off like for real right <laughs> yeah but, don't put yourself out on that stuff you know yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But uh, right now I just feel very, very, very motivated and uh, very motivated. It's honestly, I've, I've been super, super motivated to write, uh, you know, since like the end of 2019. I've just been writing as much as I can for whatever, uh, right. you know, uh, I, uh, you know, fortunately enough, I'm, I have my own studio so I can just, you know, on, on the dime, I could just uh, record everything within a day if I hear a song in my head I'll just sit down and start programming drums uh, in order to like lay everything else down from from drums to uh, guitars to bass to vocals to uh, to any of your MIDI instruments like keyboards right. or any background right. noises and stuff so yeah I uh, I, I I love songwriting man so uh, so I try not to to uh, pull a, a, just a, an influence uh, a, like I was mentioning, it's it's hard seep, to seep into. You don't want it to seep into the music. Yeah, I just don't want to be uh, something else. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, just yeah. It, it's like a like it just sneaks into your ear, and you're like, oh, yeah. that sounds like the band I was listening to. Exactly. Yeah, I, I want to avoid all that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, going off of that, um, yeah. we know uh, this 
we're going on a year already. Uh, we got hit with the whole COVID pandemic, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a certain way that you're kind of like handling the whole thing where you're, uh, you know, staying indoors and you just find yourself writing a lot or how are you handling like the whole COVID situation right now since, you know, we really can't be too out and about or when the lockdown was happening. Well, uh, th- as you guys know, I'm, I'm, um, uh, yeah, so it has been a year. So as you guys know, I'm a bartender, uh, by trade, not only a musician, but those are my two, my, I would like to say those are two, my two professions. And I'm very fortunate enough to, to have those as my two professions, you know, pouring drinks right. and, and, uh, playing music, you know what I mean? Both of mm-hmm. them let me be myself, but, um, it, you know, I, I like to, if I have to be out and about uh especially since uh businesses are open and and today they announced that there's going to be a hundred percent uh a hundred percent that but all businesses every single business every single entity is open a hundred percent in texas starting on wednesday and they've uplifted the the mask mandate right but yeah for me i'm you know i have to be out in public it sucks uh fortunately enough i've already gotten the first shot Right. Um, it's waiting for my second one here in, uh, two days, actually, uh, get, my nice, second one, but, uh, but, uh, luckily enough, I, I, my wife and I signed up, uh, early enough, very early, as soon as they opened up registration, uh, we signed up early. Uh, so I, I, I just, uh, you know, since I'm out in public, I'm obviously I'm putting myself out there and, um, you don't know who has it, who's had it, uh, exactly who hasn't gotten over it and is still going out and stuff. So I live in the nightlife and um, it really hasn't affected uh, me staying indoor because I like staying home. Uh, my going out is when I, you know, have to work my shifts, you know, which is four yeah. or five days a night. That's my going out. Cause I'm, I'm out. The only difference is, is I don't, I don't drink. Uh, so I treat it as, as a fun, it's a fun gig. You know what I mean? I yeah, can it is, be yeah. myself. I don't have to, um, uh, I, I don't have to live in a certain uh, uh, mold of, uh, uh, you know, I don't have to change my, my personality in order to do that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I've, I think I've written more than I've ever written because there's just that much more time. Uh, kids are at home, so we don't have to, you know, leave home uh, to pick them up at school. They're doing uh, school from home. Uh, so that just puts me at home even more. Um uh, so, you know, I've, I've learned how to do grocery pickups <laughs> and, and, and that's honestly, that, that's, that's, uh, just something that, uh, that just works out for like large, larger families. It's like, you don't want to go uh, to a grocery store and like spend, you know, an hour at a grocery store, like getting all the shit you need. And then another yeah. 20 minutes checking out. It's like, no, that's cool. Just order, it, pick it up. And so I so found that, get, uh, you spend less money that way too. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Instead of just buying the random crap, you know, like when you're, if you go to the store hungry, you end up buying more shit than you need. And, and it's like, yeah. fuck, it was, it's, it was like 160 bucks when it should have just been like 40 or 50. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I, that, that, uh, that, uh, I mean, that's the only thing that's changed. Like I said, I, I don't really go out. I, I don't, uh, I don't go out whatsoever. Um, you know, at, uh, I, I don't go out whatsoever. I like to stay home. I'm a homebody. And I, I for that reason is because I, I, I just kind of like, you know, hanging out with, with the family and with the kids and, and yeah. recording, you know what I mean? I can't do any of that when I'm out. <laughs> right. So I take advantage of all the time I have here at home. So I was going to ask you, um, starting with, let's say starting with when you were younger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did, what gave you that spark? What was it that you're like, I'm going to pick up the guitar and, you know, was, you know, what did it for you? Uh, it was, you know, it, it was just exciting, man. It was exciting to, uh, it was exciting to watch, but what did it for me is like my oldest brother uh was a total metalhead um thankfully enough and he used to take care of me a lot he used to uh, babysit me a lot he's like uh, 10 years older than me um so i used to hang with him and his friends uh from you know the time i was little uh from like the first memories i had when i was four or five years old listening to uh you know he would he would babysit me and take me to mckelligan canyon while they were uh while they were partying and and uh (laughs) 
and listen to listening to good music you know what i mean so i got introduced yeah. to like uh metal and rock and music in general that i i i I remember in, uh, music that really made me move that I really memorized and stuff like that when I was like four or five. Um, and on top of that, he had an awesome record collection. So as we got older, uh, myself and my other brother, uh, which is like four years older than me, we used to just go through his uh, record collection and just mm -hmm. th whatever album looked interesting, we just throw it on and listen to it. Yeah. And we'd make it, you know, we'd make that like a, a whole weekend thing because um, yeah. we were a lot younger obviously we couldn't go out and you know and then we discovered uh you know headbangers ball so we uh which was on mtv and that was right. you know I, all i remember it was after we watched saturday night live on saturday <laughs> right after that right after that um uh headbangers ball would start on mtv and then yeah. we, we'd record it on vhs that way we, <laughs> right. we yeah <laughs> that way we had we had uh, something to uh, to watch for the rest of the week. So we literally like get home from school. And, you know, that was the only way to listen to new songs for, from bands that didn't have these new albums yet. They would release the singles with the videos and, yeah. and, and it got you pumped up and excited. And, you know, from there, it grew into us being old enough to, to go to concerts and stuff. So, yeah. you know, there was no YouTube, there weren't uh, any cell phones. There was no right. internet. It's like, you had to, you had to go out there and search for it. You had to right. search for the music and you had to find it. And luckily, you know, uh, our YouTube was like a headbangers ball. Yeah. Uh, so that's how we discovered a lot of bands uh, on there that, that we ended up uh, loving that I still listen to today. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a, uh, that's how it all started for me. It's a big influence was my brother and, you know, my brother had a, a band and they would practice in the, uh, in the basement of mm -hmm. our house. Cause we lived in central, we grew up in central Paso. So we had a, a basement and, uh, and that became me. I started, yeah. you know, putting a band together when I uh, learned how to like play. And that's, that's what I did. That's where my, uh, that's where my first band was, was pretty much created in the basement of, uh, house in central. <laughs> Damn, it's yeah. great that you mentioned that because uh, I've I've said this like many times. Well, not many times, but like on other episodes of our podcast. So I'm sure whoever's listening right now is going to be like, "Oh, he's going to see the story again." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're, you're becoming an old man when you yeah yeah, yeah it's the uh, same story. That uh, you mentioned like the whole uh, recording headbangers ball, and that was like how youtube is for people now and how discovering music well i used to do the exact same thing with my brother except mine came a little bit years later around the 97 okay, time yeah yeah and uh there used to be a show called uh the rock show on vh oh yeah uh -huh. and, and um around 1998 i think or 99 uh Lars Lars Ulrich of Metallica hosted um a show on yeah. MTV called Return of the Rock. Yeah. And uh they hosted uh a marathon MTV greatest videos A to Z. And yeah. <laughs> we stayed up all night until 3 a.m. recording like all the music videos, all the metal videos on that list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we just bands that we hadn't heard of before, oh, yeah. uh bands that we had heard of, but we never really listen to them because we didn't have what a lot of kids have now they could just search it and it comes up yeah exactly uh and we used to also like back then we used to use like the those uh magazines like order 10 cds for one cent yeah that was bmg was it bmg bmg yeah yeah, yeah. and uh we just see bands and we just order it whether the album was bad or not we would discover it yeah yeah um and uh also um i don't know here in el paso uh we're all el pasoans here yeah for yeah. anyone listening cesar soto is an el pasoan um born and raised correct yeah i was born and raised here in el paso and and uh i've, I've been here ever since dude ever since yeah. i was born you know so uh so, I, i've yeah go ahead no yeah go ahead what were you gonna say no, I've I've gone through like uh, many stages of of like music just here in the city. I've seen like so <laughs> many changes and like so many exciting times. Like yeah, 
born and like disappear. So it's pretty, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, going back to it, there was like CD plays, like CD warehouse, warehouse music. Oh yeah, dude. And you'd go out and you just like sound warehouse. For, you'd search for like all these albums, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sometimes. And then sometimes you'd have the use section where you would find an album and then you'd yeah. have the ability to listen to it. Yeah. And if you liked it, then you could take it. Right. And I feel like the story that you just said, and then it's crazy how you have similar <laughs> stories as myself. Yeah. And I'm sure a ton of people have the same stories just in a different way. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely think that the, the internet and uh, everything that's modern day right now has, has killed the excitement of a lot of things, you know what I mean? Down to, um, you know, uh, down to like CD releases, yeah. Uh, this from CD releases to waiting in line for for concert tickets, like That's every like, like the the new digital age has uh, has uh, and the internet age and YouTube everything has like killed the excitement about everything. You know what I mean? Uh, um, yeah. Like I remember uh, wanting to like learn like certain riffs and yeah. I would like watch it on the video. Like, Oh, you see, that's where his <laughs> fingers are. Or, or you would go to a show and you'd like try and get up close to see like where, you know, yeah. where James, James Hetfield is playing a certain chord. You know what I mean? It's like, I knew it, you know? Right. Right. Uh, but stuff like that, uh, you know, um, you know, back in the day, I, I you know, I, I don't want to veer off too much from the subject, but it's kind of lies on the subject, but, uh, back in the day when we wanted to go to co- concerts, uh, there used to be a list, right? So uh, you'd wait outside of Ticketmaster, uh, outside of Ticketmaster, outside of the uh, uh, special event center, which is now the Don Haskins Center. But there was a ticket uh, center right there on the corner. And then where that parking garage, the only two things that were there were a convenience store and a Dunkin' Donuts. So that's what you got. <laughs> all night if you wanted so you would have to wait overnight it was just camping out for concert tickets so when you would get there there would be a list just a, a mead notebook with your yeah. name in it and numbered so you'd sign it that way if you needed to get out of line to 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 use a restroom or to get something to eat you could come back to to, to that but i mean the, the like the relationships and the uh the things that were so common uh between people uh, that and the relationships and friendships that you uh, that you would make with people just from that one night yeah. waiting for tickets like it's killed like the excitement of that you know what i mean like right. there's excitement that, that is built up like from the time they they of you're a hardcore fan from the time a hardcore fan that wants to like good seats and wants to like you know you like you want to pretty much be part of this band when you're right. young you know what i mean it's killed that you know and that's kind of sad to see because I personally would still, you know, of, of say for instance, of Metallica uh, uh, announced another show and I knew when tickets were to go on sale, I, you like, you'd fucking bet that I would camp out for tickets of that was still uh, a, a thing. I would camp out. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's just, it's a fun experience. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. just the times of uh, uh, sound warehouse, you know what I mean? The yeah. time, uh, and I also I used to get stuff at Sound Warehouse. I remember my brother driving me in, in the bed of his. I was in the bed of his truck. Uh, his girlfriend at the time, which is now his wife, um, drove me to Sound Warehouse on the release of. Uh, I think it was like Motley Crue's "Doctor Feel Good." Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah! You see what I mean? Uh, just to get the tape, uh, which I ended up getting. Uh, I ended up getting the tape and. Um, uh, like this times like that the, those are times that like that they don't exist anymore because you can just download it on your phone you know what i mean you could get it on on your itunes and yeah. you know it's it it's great because it's convenient but at the same time it's like fuck i want to i want to just leave the house and and wait for a release date to go get the cd you yeah. know what i mean or to go get like a cassette tape or the record um where else uh the melody shop there was a music store that was inside of Bassett Center. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you know, but, that's but there is something ahead. about getting the record, looking at the cover art. Oh, dude, that's um yeah. wondering what the fuck a lot of this, you know, the imagery could be about, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh the linear notes, the liner notes, looking at the pictures, uh, the thank you list. 
yeah that the, the band members give out because um like i didn't i grew up with three sisters and one brother mm-hmm. um my brother was a non-metal head yeah so i had to buy magazines metal maniacs brave words and bloody knuckles terrorizer oh yeah Oh, and, wow, that's killer, dude. Yeah, and my favorite um, was, you know, buying sampler CDs from uh, Nuclear Blast, um, yeah. Metal Blade, Century Media, right? And, yeah, Century Media had yeah. some great, great, uh, they had some great compilations. Yeah. With the, the Identity Series, remember those? Yeah, yeah. They had tons of, I mean, that was the cheap way to get compilation CDs, right? But also discover new bands and stuff. So you didn't have to break the bank if you weren't sure about an album just by going off the cover. But I think what sucks is that especially now we don't have the luxury of, you know, we don't have a lot of magazines anymore. And I yeah. think that's what sucks, dude, is that, I mean, Decibel magazine's still out. So those guys fucking rock, dude. Uh, I love Decibel because they have really good, um, they have really good issues and they have like really badass black uh, back issues. Like one's all black metal, like the black metal, um, Hall of Fame, like which albums you know are badass and whatnot, but they have a lot of different cool issues there. Yeah. Um, but anyways, but what I was saying is that yeah, I mean the internet age had really has kind of torn apart a lot of those things that you know you enjoy. You know, it's made it's made life simple. Like exactly. You know, like yeah, it's just made life simple. And when things are simple, things get boring. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And uh, so yeah, yeah, that's I mean. Like, say, for instance, when I record, when I record music at my house, I, you know, I still double track through, through guitars, you know what I mean? I'll do a left and a right when, if I wanted to make it simple, I could just copy and paste right uh, one and just pan it over to the right, you know what I mean? But I mean, that's, that's the, that's, for me, it's like, I want to be able to play it a little bit different and it adds a little bit of soul and vibe to it. You know what I mean? Mix it but, more organic, you know, I think. Yes. Yeah. You have to take an organic approach and, uh, yeah. uh, but, uh, I, now I'm veering off into recording stuff, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, and in that aspect, it's made things easier too. Like, uh, you know, I can't totally knock uh, technology, but like, right. uh, just like, uh, programs like pro tools and stuff like that. I've, yeah. I've been using pro tools for, uh, a, you know about 10 years now but um you know that just it does make things easier you know what i mean it's like uh you know i can't afford to have a huge board and a tape machine in my house (laughs) so pro tools helps on a on a macbook you know what i mean right but uh, yeah it definitely has killed the excitement of of just a lot of things i remember when i was a kid um there's one thing that made me proud the other day um you know my kids uh two of my girls my my uh two uh uh, nine-year-olds uh they've had a big interest in music and um you know just yesterday they were jamming on my guitars they were like is that cool if nice. you take your a uh, couple of your guitars and just sit in the room and and jam and one of them uh picked up uh, how to read tab on <gasps> on youtube yeah yep. so yeah so that's pretty cool and i just told her just keep on doing it just keep on finding yes. content and teach yeah. yourself you know teach yourself I, you know i don't want to push it on them but since they were you know since they were born they've been you know uh they 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 they've been around understanding like they've been around it and they don't even realize because it's just an everyday normal thing Mm -hmm. for them yeah yeah, yeah. instruments around so uh they took over two of my guitars uh which is cool you know what i mean what if they Uh, uh, ended up becoming a bassist would you be okay with that oh yeah dude. (laughs) Uh, honestly man i love playing bass bro like that's 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 actually my first uh my first stringed instrument was a bass it was a was a uh, p bass um yeah yeah, it was a actually not a fender p bass but it was a it's like an uh, i'd like to say it was a it'll come to me but it was a really really cheap uh p base um yeah. uh, that i ended up getting at a cash america pawn on dire it only <laughs> had three it had all four strings but it only had three tuning pegs and oh, no strings, i had to tune one of the strings with the vice scripts to grip onto the <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't know anything about replacement parts or anything like yeah. that so that's, that's uh, hilarious dude yeah but uh yeah that's that's a good thing it's like um uh, is, uh, is, you know, I, I'm just proud to see my kids showing interest in, in, yeah, uh, in sure. music and picking up an instrument and, and like the arts, I, 
you know, I support the arts big time, whether Absolutely. it be drawing yeah. or, and just feeding your brain with, with, uh, with information, you know what I mean? Like reading, yeah. I'm not much of a reader, um, but I do like to learn, uh, visually and I like to, you know, watch, uh, uh, you know, just different TV shows about like, about the universe and science and, uh, okay. stuff and, and the paranormal, the like stuff that has always intrigued me when I was a kid. And, um, you know, I always, you know, encourage the girls to, you know, read as much as they can and learn as much mm -hmm. as they can. Cause they, you know, there's no stupid information out there. It's just right. the, the way you process it and the way you separate it from truth and not the truth. Yes. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. That's, that's, but it's always, yeah. it's always good to know both uh, in my opinion. So, so, you mentioned growing up and, and you, you started with the base. What, um, I mean, is there like any specific metal albums or anything that actually got you going into metal? Uh, that, or, you know what I mean? Was something that sparked you? Like, you know what? I like metal all of a sudden, or was it just like, cause growing up with your brother, it, it was just an abundance of different albums. Like, uh, for instance, like number of the beast, uh, uh kill them all ride the lightning uh you know i i remember uh i remember it, when we were kids we were leaving somewhere to go to my grandmother's house and i remember my my uh my mom saying okay it's time to get in the shower and then one of my brothers started changing the lyrics to jump in the fire to like jump in the shower <laughs> you know what i mean like nice. yeah like stuff like that so yeah albums like that uh, uh spark my interest and and one thing that you had mentioned was artwork like when you yeah. open up when you open up like a an iron maiden album Dude. like back then and like look at the artwork and you're like this is fucked up this is crazy there's like yeah. devils and like fucking brains and all sorts of shit like yeah. you know and that's when i started learning about band mascots you know right uh, yeah right yeah so uh yeah just like uh stuff like that you know uh early metallica uh uh, you know, early Metallica, uh, Megadeth, of course, uh, the, you know, um, Iron Maiden, um, ACDC, you know, um, yeah. So Pink Floyd was in there too. I, there was just a yeah. variety of, there was a variety of different music, uh, that my brother had, which was great because it didn't, it, it wasn't specifically just one genre, but when it comes to metal, I mean, you, you think about, all those monumental uh albums that that are still relevant today like all yeah I, I would i would say so and i just want to apologize because there's a train well uh, all right you live you one. live you probably live like uh like in the valley or like uh or central yeah. by oh well, yeah, yeah yeah i can hear that train from where i where i live yeah believe it or not yeah <laughs> that's funny dude man, that's yeah. wild. it's crazy man um so yeah i mean look um continuing with this whole story with your adventure i because I, I, I i'm interested like so you, you picked up you started in the basement you said you started creating music and stuff like that when you were younger yeah um how did how did things evolve to where you um you've been in ministry roughly six years now i want to say six years yeah yeah okay. it, and it just turned six years uh in early in february okay right. um so how did how did so, you know everything start let's just say so everything started for me when I was a kid, man. My brother had this uh, classical guitar that one of my uncles had given him. Nice. And my my brother taught me how to tune it, and he taught me how to tune it by by ear. And I I remember how to tune it, and then just figuring things out on my own. I learned that all the music uh, around that time was pretty much in the same key. Like everything was like E. Yeah. So. Um, I just learned how to tune a guitar and I kind of went from there and um, like the passion never went away. It's never gone away. Uh, you know, I do it daily. It's, it's like a, uh, it's, it's like a drug, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every day I have to do it. Like every day I have to sit down here and record something or have a guitar in my hand, or I have an idea in my head. Um, you know, it, it, there's not a minute in the day that goes by where I'm not thinking about a melody or right. how to improve a song that I'm working on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it just went from there uh, to um, jamming in uh, high school. When I started from like elementary to junior high, I started getting better. I had the opportunity to either continue with sports or uh, uh, join a guitar class as an elective. I chose guitar. 
uh, oddly enough, I got kicked out of guitar class and they never <laughs> let me back in. And the re reason why is because when I, uh, finished, uh, when I, um, so when I finished junior high into high school, I was so deep into playing guitar that I was learning everything. And I'm talking about down to the technique and, oh, wow. and my obsession with being a perfectionist became like stupid. I just wanted to make sure I was, all my techniques were right. Yeah. And I was playing everything correctly. You know what I mean? Like technique to me is very, very important. Uh, then it's actually more important than uh, someone being super, super flashy. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And which is great. I, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, that, that's awesome that, that people have the ability to do that. But technique and, and cleanliness has always been like a, um, it's always been a, just an obsession for me. Um, so <laughs> by the time I got to high school, I knew a lot of like a lot of uh, tunes, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're starting in guitar class, people want to learn those songs, you know what I mean, that you're playing. So, you know, me being the dude that I am, I would help them out and I would like teach them stuff. And, and my guitar player or my, uh, what am I saying? Uh, my guitar teacher at the time, his name was Mr. Munoz at, uh, Austin high school. Uh, and I, yeah, I believe he's passed. So, you know, bless him and stuff like that, wherever he is. But, um, but he didn't like me very much uh, because of that. He didn't like metal. He didn't like, he always, he always thought it was trash. He always thought it was like trashy music yeah and uh a waste of time he, yeah i remember him telling me it's a waste of time and it's a rate waste of talent and uh um uh, but uh yeah he he hated the fact that i would show the student his students which were my friends uh, how to play certain songs and uh yeah he kicked me out of his class yeah he he, he didn't like he didn't like the metal and he didn't like uh yeah. <laughs> that i knew these these songs on guitar so i was kind of it was kind of like i was taking over like uh his class before class started and he fucking right. hated it so yeah so he kicked me out so i don't know what elective i ended up in all i know is that it was probably something i didn't like at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean but i would still yeah but i would still take my guitar to school i would still carry it around with me just like everyone would carry like a an acoustic guitar i had this really shitty um uh guitar um i i you know I, I, at least I had one, you know what I mean? But yeah. it, it was a, it was a nylon string guitar and, um, and it was the coolest thing ever. I mean, it was, it, you know, it wasn't nice. Like a lot of people had all these nice guitars, uh, like Yamaha, mm. Yamaha, like nylon string, uh, classical guitars. But yeah. I had this brand, it was from Juarez and wow. I'll never forget it. It was called the Gilb, like G uh, G I L B. Uh, not, <laughs> not to be mistaken with guild which is yeah like, uh, yeah it was a guild uh but yeah i took that thing with me every single day uh to school even if i wasn't in guitar class so because <laughs> i i would always look forward to like lunchtime jams at the bakery near austin with uh with friends you know yeah. and at the time you know you know smoking pot and right. and uh and just jamming and having a good time in high school but uh that, yeah that was back then <laughs> it's, it's yeah it's, it's, free time man. how the times have changed yeah no exactly and I, I was i was probably about 14 when i was in uh, when i started um a high school i'm sorry my i have a compressor that kicked in but uh <laughs> uh i was about 14 when i started in high school and by like 17 i had already um I had already put like uh, an ad out to find people. I put an ad up at the headstand uh, in yeah. Central, which is, I believe, is still there. Oh, hell Hopefully yeah. It's still there. It's great. I haven't been there in a long time, but uh, that's another place where I used to go through and listen to CDs before I bought them or get used stuff. Uh, my metal T-shirts would come from the headstand. Just ordering stuff, it, dude. Oh, yeah. Ordering albums. So they have an excellent selection. And uh, also, they supported a lot of local bands, too, that were trying to get through. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, I put an ad. I put an ad up. CD. All right, keep um, going. Sorry, So I put an ad up at the uh, at the headstand, and uh, and you know uh, that's how I met uh, Duty, man. That's how I met uh, uh, Duty, which is uh, you know my 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 bro that works uh, uh, with me at uh, Bourbon. Yeah, Wars. yeah. Like we all work together. Uh, yeah. But I met him. I think uh, we're like 
you know, I, I, I think maybe it might've been sooner. I think I might've been like 15 by then, like 15 or 16. It was, I was like 15 or 16 when I met duty and he responded, I, I put an ad up for a bass player and I, I was already jamming with a drummer and uh, another guitar player singer. And we needed a bass player and I put an ad up and uh, there was like one slit missing with my phone number the next week that I went there and he was the only one that called. And I was like, Oh, you're the dude that took that one piece. So uh, yeah, from there uh, he showed up quiet as fuck, like didn't really say a word. And then, uh, and he goes, he was driving this uh, uh, like a 1976 or 70. Eight uh, Monte Carlo, this big black oh, Monte shit. Carlo. Yeah. yeah. So he he goes, hey dude, uh, I have my equipment in my car, dude. Can will you help me? And so, <laughs> and those of you that know duty, I mean, I, I I do a good duty impression. So then we go to his car. I'm like, where's your gear, dude? He goes, oh dude, it's uh it's in the trunk. And so he opens a trunk and it's this fucking trunk that's like a like a studio apartment. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, he ended up, we ended up taking his rig and, and, and we've been friends ever since and, uh, you know, jamming, uh, ever since. And, um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's how everything started. And then, you know, from there, uh, out of high school, out of high school, I got a gig, uh, like helping, like, I guess you can say like guitar teching, yeah. uh, for, for a local band at the time called the hate campaign. Mm. which was a really kick-ass band uh my brother uh that that passed danny was in that band uh, another brother that passed uh his name was eric uh was in that band some other dudes uh matt martinez that that uh that owns uh the rock house yeah uh, he he was in that band but he had this band called the hate campaign and uh they were really killer so yeah, uh, they they were a great band, dude. So started doing some road dates and I, you know, I was helping them out just tuning guitars. And from there, um, you know, the razors, uh, had got signed to a century or to actually noise records, yeah. which was a, like Germany. a subsidiary. Yeah. It was a German label. Mm -hmm. Um, was a German label. Uh, I was, uh, that, uh, that was under century media, I believe at the time, or they had some type of affiliation with a century media at the time. And this was like, the late nineties, maybe like 90, it was the late nineties. So out of there, I ended up, um, you know, they ended up taking me out as a guitar tech. And then, uh, I, you know, uh, I ended up playing in the band Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up from like guitar teching to playing in that band. And then that, that ended out, you know, I, I was there for, uh, roughly like two two albums with the razors and yeah. uh i did a lot of touring did a lot of kick-ass tours um you know the most memorable ones with the razors uh you know did a really kick-ass uh, tour with cannibal uh, wow. another another one with anthrax at the time so you know nice. i was in my i was in my 20s i was in my early 20s uh when that happened so that was like a a big thing it was like yeah hey, it's it's still a big thing you know to, yeah to be able to do stuff like that but and uh from there you know, I, uh, my, my daughter was born. Um, my daughter is 20 years old now and has a child. So I'm a grandfather, but, uh, nice. Congratulations. You know, Congratulations. thank you. Man. Thank you. Yeah. She's a, about a month old, but, um, so, you know, that everything happens for a reason, you know what I mean? I, I ended up, uh, getting out of that. Um, and, and, you know, went back to doing a couple of local bands, uh, with my, my best friends really. And, uh, you know, fast forward 20 years. And I'm talking about doing like regional tours and, and opening up for a lot of killer bands and doing like short runs, uh, right. legs of tours with, with, uh, killer bands through like Texas and, uh, anything we could get our hands on and stuff. Right. And, um, you know, that, that took about, you know, 15, 15, a good, that was about a good 15. I won't say took, but it was a good 15 years uh, of my life that I was doing like several bands and doing like regional tours and stuff. And I shit you not that I was, uh, I, I, I was, I was feeling like, you know what, man, I I'm at the time I was like, man, I, I don't really think that I'm ever going to do anything in music anymore, you know? Shit. So I was, I was happy with just like writing and recording at home. And, right. you know, I, I found a space where in my head where I was like, you know what, it's fine. Um, and I shit you not within like months of like, you know, months of doing that. Um, I ended up 
uh, getting getting a call and uh, seeing if I was interested in auditioning for uh, for uh, ministry, and I did. And that you know that you know the time gap between the time that I wasn't in the Razors anymore to the time I joined ministry that was a good twenty years or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe eighteen to twenty years uh, that that gap. So um, so really I, no, quick. No, Wait, wait a minute. It, it wasn't that long. Um, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to get my timelines together. Let's say 15 years or whatever. Even if it was 15 years, it was around that time. Uh, and yeah, I ended up uh, getting a call to audition for the band. Yeah. Luckily, I got uh, about three months uh, at a notice of what songs to yeah. learn. So I would I was rehearsing every single day. Yeah. And that was even knowing that I it wasn't a guarantee that I was going to get the gig, but I put the time into it. I'm talking about like three times a day rehearsing uh, from the time I woke up to the time I, I like Damn. came home from work. I would go over songs and it would bug yeah. me at, while I was at work. Like, all right, I got to get this part. And I would get the, the part. I would record myself <clears throat> and I would send, I would send the, I was sending these short videos uh, and they'd yeah. get back to Al and he'd yeah. watch them and since my phone would only record like so much of a, a video and that i could send <laughs> he was he i remember him telling me the story he was like yeah i remember getting those videos and i was like <laughs> ah this dude's badass <laughs> and, he, and then he he would go that's cool but does he know the chorus because <laughs> my phone would only record uh, right so, much. so that's how it happened man you know and and i ended up uh you know, getting a call and they, were, they asked me, Hey, is there any way you can be uh, in LA tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, so I, I looked at my wife and I go, Hey, it's time for me to take off, man. I'm going to do it. And, and she was like, yep. And she's like, all right, go do your thing. And she's like, just, just kick ass doing it. So, Hell yeah. uh, so I ended up, uh, I ended up taking off and I was there the next day uh, and uh, got dropped off at Al's house uh and you know started it got dropped off on a saturday i believe and then yeah. it was super bowl sunday and then started rehearsing on monday and then two weeks later uh, playing my first show in australia in front of like forty thousand people Fuck. and his only request al's only request was he, this is exactly what he told me he goes look he goes i know you're an awesome guitar player and i you know you're 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 all right he's like <laughs> you're all right he's like you're gonna be a better guitar player uh after this band he goes uh he's like when you're in this band you're gonna become a better musician like no doubt which they would which it was the truth uh, uh because if i wasn't a perfectionist before i learned how much of a perfectionist i wasn't like now you know what i mean it's yeah. made it that much better you know what i mean yeah. but he goes just do me a favor he's like just don't freak out as, as soon as you see all those people just don't be a deer in the headlights <laughs> just don't freak out and it didn't happen i, I don't get i don't i don't get uh, it's quite the it's the opposite for me it, you know i think i'm i'm myself the most when i'm when i'm playing in front of you know playing in front of that many people and stuff so, so that's something i also wanted to bring up dude You've been at Vakin, Hellfest, Brutal mm -hmm. Assault, Grass Pop, the Download Festival. One recently that I thought that was really super fucking cool was the, how do you say it? Mira Luna Fest? Oh, uh, Mira Luna. Yeah, that's in Germany. That must have been fucking awesome doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Mariluna is pretty cool. Uh, you know, Mariluna, you go to Mariluna and it's like, this is like a, a big, like Gothic festival. Right. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Mariluna is cool, man. I, 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 I remember what it looked like and everything. I, I like, I could replay that day, like driving it onto the grounds of the festival. And yeah. it was, it was just an awesome day, you know, awesome right. festival. Uh, uh, a lot of like steampunk art. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, during the festival, you'll see these like big old steampunk, uh, uh, like uh, those circus bikes, those huge. Oh yeah, 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 sure. yeah. They go through the crowds with the you know the people that are decked out in like gothic, like steampunk uh, uh, Attire. attires. Yeah. yeah, so it's really cool. It's a it's a cool festival. I mean, uh, that was I think we we actually who did we play with? Uh, trying to think of who headlined that one uh, and it was a singer that 
recently passed away within the, you know, the last, uh, uh, three years. I'm trying to remember mm. why am I, uh, blacking out here? Um, you know, the fire started us on the fire started. Oh, from prodigy. Uh, oh, prodigy. prodigy. Yeah. We did that. Right. Uh, did that with prodigy and that was pretty awesome. So yeah. I, 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 uh, I blank out once in a while. Sorry, guys. No, it's <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, it was, yeah I, would have, uh, I would have loved to seen uh, the clan of Zymox because mm-hmm. uh, those guys rule, man. I don't. I recently, I guess, within maybe the last five, ten years, uh, I started really getting further into the whole goth and uh, like maybe synthwave and oh and, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. Recently, um, with um, is it Drive Majesty? Yeah, um, it's Drive Majesty. There's Twin um, Tribes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those are the more recent uh, goths. The recent ones, yes. Yeah, those are the more more modern Mm -hmm. ones. They're like the new wave of goths. Right, the new wave. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's cool, man. Like Boy Harsher. No, I I, I like Boy Harsher. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I love Boy Harsher. There's a lot of stuff that's been coming out lately that is just a blast from the past, dude, that I fucking love it because it's like new, but it's like old school. No, yeah, it's also I, 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 love, I, I love to like I, I love to listen to stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, all those festivals, dude. All the festivals, I love playing all the festivals because just like you guys are mentioning, there's so many bands that play yeah. during the day and at night and through the on the day that you're there that you get to discover like new bands. Like right. uh, there's a band that that's really fucking killer. Uh, and if I if I'm I may be wrong, but the there's I remember seeing a bunch of uh, females on stage like kicking ass. But this band, uh, you probably know uh, of the band. They're called Sabrosa. No, I've never heard of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. are they uh, are they a ska band? No, not a, no. That's that that has nothing to do with that that band from oh. here. It's a European band. It's oh, I was saying I, that's where I I heard the name was a band okay. from here. Okay, yeah. so I've never heard that other band. Yeah, they're called Sabrosa, uh, and I'll send you guys the link, dude. But their yeah. their music is killer. It's like, it's I'm looking it up now, but it's uh, sure. it's really dark. It's like, oh hell yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, they it's spelled S U B R O S A, but uh, okay. they're just a killer band. Like really dark, like uh, low tune, dark. There's like violins and shit in there, and oh, like. Cool. Nice. got a girl singing with like very distant vocals and really creepy yeah. like fucking awesome like man. like haunting uh, like haunting vocals very haunting dude vocals. i love shit like that man That's yeah. Awesome. yeah but i'll send you the link there uh they're like i said they're called Sab- sabrosa it's a band from europe so discovered uh that band for my tastes uh at right. uh at uh grass pop actually that's uh, awesome we're, we're, pl- were there any other bands that you're like maybe surprised you or that you're just like fuck man this is a badass band. Maybe one that you didn't really think that you would enjoy, but that you did. No, you know what? What I like to do is I like to make a day out of it. Like uh, if we're playing like late, usually we're playing later in the, uh, like the later in the evening. Right. But right. that day, it's not like you're going to sleep all the, all day or, you know, right. stay, stay in one room all day. It's like, no, I like to get out and walk the festival grounds and just do as any, any fan would do. You know what I mean? Yeah when it all boils down to it, we're all fans. You we're all fans. Yeah. Of music yeah. And, yeah. We're all, sure. and for me, there's no fun in watching a band from the side of the stage. You know what I mean? Because you can't hear everything and I want to hear everything sonically. I want to see the band. Yeah, the, as, you want to hear it. I want to sonically hear yeah. every single thing. Um, but uh, you know, bands that I always get excited seeing uh, anytime that we're playing with at the gates. Uh, oh, uh, at, yeah. the, at any of the festivals uh like i i like lose my shit because i love at the at the gates you know what i mean anytime we're playing with gojira um this guy's uh, real too, man. yeah uh, and there's just so many bands that that uh, so many uh of bands uh, so many bands that i love watching or that i i love listening to that i've been able to you know uh you know that we've been able to share the stage with and stuff so, right. so that's pretty pretty yeah. kick-ass that's a plus because you get to oh, see yeah. them on the same on the same stages uh you know so that's that's a, a treat uh any uh, uh any um any 
band members or any people you met where you were like starstruck? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, but I don't show it though. It's an internal. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta act cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's internal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was that. That's like, uh, yeah, that that's and, and luckily, man, I've I've been able to meet a lot of my heroes uh, like that. You know, uh, just and that's that's pretty kick ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember the last. Um, I mean, we were on the the very last leg of the Slayer tour. You know what I mean? I, oh, yeah, I Slayer, that's right. Slayer, Slayer is one of the bands that, that I really listened to like growing up too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so being on the same tour, that was really awesome. Uh, has to be an time. honor, especially because it's their last. Oh yeah. And you know, what's even cooler is, is like uh, getting to meet these dudes and getting to know these dudes, even after a tour uh, and just realize that, Hey, these are, these dudes are just rad people. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just kick-ass people. But I remember the very last uh, show that we played at the forum in uh, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. uh, uh, our front of house guy, he was like our front of house guy that's done front of house for so many bands. He goes, Hey, he goes, uh, I want you to meet somebody real quick. So he's like, come on. And I was like, Oh dude, I let me like, let me like just chill for a little bit because I, I wasn't <laughs> feeling I wasn't feeling good that day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I was just I was just drained. Yeah. And then he he took me to Kirk Hammett and oh, I was shit. Like, oh nice. Yeah. But he was talking to Les Claypool. So um <laughs> I, I I felt that it wasn't the right timing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like I you know it wasn't the right timing um uh, because he had to like tap him on the back and and essentially like interrupt a, a on another conversation just yeah, so I can right. say hi. and i don't like when that happens like when yeah, someone nah. says when someone says i want you to meet somebody i'm like no nah, no this i i'd like it to happen organically like if it doesn't happen organically then you know um it just happen, has to happen that way you know because yeah yeah, yeah for sure uh, there's two things that i love i love meeting somebody when you're not expecting to meet them because yes. it develops into sometimes it develops into a relationship you know a friendship yes. uh, um another thing that i like i what i like sometimes is when you don't know who you're meeting um and you realize oh this person did this or this person did that you know what i mean because yeah sometimes you go into a conversation knowing that that's all you know about them. You know what I mean? And I, I just like meeting right. people sometimes when, when we don't even know each other, you know, like, uh, you know, that it's just, like I said, it, it becomes a more organic uh, conversation than just music or just gear or just it's, it becomes more of a conversation of, of like life, like, right. Oh, cool. You know what I mean? And then you discover that, Oh, cool. You're this person or that person. It, it's just, it's pretty cool. You, you get to know the real, real person you know what i mean all right um, so yeah uh quick question so you know you've been on so many tours and um you know you mentioned that like when you're really young you've been with like local bands between like regional tours mm-hmm. all the way up until the ministry tours uh yeah. and festivals are there any i'm sure there's a ton of things that go on on these tours is there any crazy stories off the top of your head that you could think of right now that you could tell us about you know what uh everyone's pretty reserved man uh like even even myself i'm i'm pretty reserved uh on tour so it's it's just uh, a a lot of chilling you know what i mean and just a lot of just just chilling you know what i mean nothing crazy yeah. i think i i uh i think i passed those those uh those moments yeah <laughs> you know what i mean but uh, nothing that nothing that is crazy. I mean, the craziest thing for me is like uh, walking out on stage, uh, doing uh, Rock in Rio in Brazil, and just oh, realizing shit. realizing that there were that many fucking people out there. Just no that shit. Was, that was that was like the that that's that was crazy for me just to yeah, like yeah. see like wow. I have a GoPro video of that that I put my GoPro on a guitar cabinet. Yeah. While the stage was being built for us to to uh uh to do our set and it was it like it's a pretty incredible uh it's just a from the time that everything was put together like you could see the guitar cabinet getting rolled on stage and then (laughs) it was facing the crowd and then you can start seeing the the how how the um the build up up to that up to the point where we're on stage and it's 
fucking amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Man, man, that's cool. Imagine just being out there and just saying, these are a lot of people. It's a fucking ocean. It's like, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, and Metallica was headlining that, oh, that night. Yeah. So you got nuts, I bet, man. I got to, you know, I got to see Metallica like from, from, uh, you know, from like 20 feet away, 10 yeah. feet away. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, more like 10 feet. Just like, wow, this freak fucking cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I played with a lot of killer bands that night. Uh, Played with uh, Gojira, uh, Motley Crue, Metallica, and uh, Korn, uh, and um, trying to think of, of who else was on that that bill, but it was it was pretty major. <laughs> it was fucking yeah. really, and that was the first year that I was in the band, and that was uh, <laughs> that, that was towards the end of the the year. Uh, I think that was like in October of 2015 or something like that. And way to cap it off. Oh, it was a beautiful way. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, so right now we'll get into little lightning round questions for you, Caesar. Oh God! All right. First thing that pops into your head—that's how you're gonna answer, and we're gonna All switch right. off. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here we go. Metallica or Megadeth? Dude, uh, <laughs> you know what, man? I—they're I, all in the same for me. So sorry. <laughs> I, I there's not one better than the other you yeah you can't pick that one i okay. I, I can't never all right team godzilla or team kong uh team godzilla all right deal or ozzy mm. <laughs> oh man this is uh that's another rough one man i, I would i I, another uh, there's no way to choose between the two i can't <laughs> like this I'm is gonna this, this this is gonna be boring guys <laughs> just to let you know That's... this segment of your show is gonna be boring because i can't choose between any of those two okay, uh, go ahead. well we'll make it interesting don't worry <laughs> favorite curse word fuck yeah <laughs> i literally took like he said like fuck um nice how do you like your cereal? Soggy or crispy? Crunchy. 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 All right. Cocoa Puffs or Lucky Charms. <laughs> Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? A fucking none. <laughs> <laughs> At all. None. <laughs> I expected that. Yeah. Uh, Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis? Super Nintendo. Fuck yeah. So... <clears throat> If you could take any celebrity out on a date, who would it be? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> if I could take any celebrity out on a date, who would it be? Um <laughs> I was joking around about this one not too long ago, but you know why I like Britney Spears? Why? Because she's a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Oh, at least that's how she's portrayed you know what i mean but like right. yeah I, just, I don't know what it is it's like you're a mess you're awesome <laughs> you're a hot mess you're a fucking ah. mess that's great that's <laughs> awesome not in a bad way i'd like to yeah, you know yeah. I can, but anyhow oh hell yeah britney spears hit me baby one more time man <laughs> all right and um final question caesar where can people find you? Uh, we know you have uh, shirts, uh, Ribsputin. Where can people order? How do they find you on uh, social media? I love the name, by the way, Ribsputin. Fucking oh. genius. Well, well, actually, I'm not the one that came up with that. Uh, that oh. The credit credit goes to the dude that actually designed the actual Ribsputin shirt. Uh, yeah. Me as Rasputin. Uh, his name is Tom Simmons and he's out of uh, California. He's an amazing graphic artist uh, and he's a really, really cool dude. Uh, but uh, you can find him at riff, like riffsputin.com. So okay. you can uh, just order shirts. Uh, we got pick packs on there. We got uh, stickers. Nice. Um, riffsputin.com. You could find me on Instagram just under uh, C Soto Ministry. Or uh, you could just find me on uh, Facebook uh, under Cesar Soto. And if you want to physically find me, uh, it's easy to do here in in, in El Paso. Honey, El Paso. At, at Bourbon and Brews, Monday through Thursdays. That's where I'm at. Monday through Thursday nights. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll pour your drink. <laughs> nice. It's like, I'll pour your drink for you. Yeah, exactly. All right. Any other, any other questions? Any other stories that you <clears throat> might want? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll dig up more later on. The more we go yeah, to yeah. bourbon and hang out and. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But Hey, uh, just uh, real quick. Thank you guys for like having me on, on and stuff. You know what I mean? I think I probably say this has been like one of the cooler, like more flowing, uh, like, uh, uh, podcasts and stuff like that. But, uh, oh, thank you. you know, it's, it's a lot easier that you guys are from here and, and, uh, we have things that we, we have in common and stuff, but, uh, right. Thank you guys for asking me to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, uh, all I can do is like continue to represent like where, where, uh, uh, where, where we live and where we come from and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I, a lot of people, you know, uh, being in the bar business and stuff, uh, I, I, people, there's, it's not like I'm in hiding people know where to find me and stuff like that. But a lot, a lot of people do thank me for, for like, uh, being you know from here and uh but uh you know i I, i'm proud to be from here and i'll keep on like keep on pushing forward man this is like where i grew up i'm very proud of uh where i'm from and where i grew up and stuff so uh, you know thank you guys for being a part of that too i want to thank you so much too because it's been an honor dude and adding on to your to your what you were talking about right now i had gone to seventy thousand tons of metal 2019 and Uh 2020 and you know, when people are like vegan, vegetarian, that's how I was sputing that I was from El Paso, Texas, man. I was telling everybody, yeah, man, I'm from El Paso. Like <laughs> telling everybody, yep, I'm from El Paso. You know, like you don't yeah. want to hear it. Okay, but I'm from El Paso, you know, just. Yeah, exactly. You got to represent, get the, you know, get the word out. He's wearing know? the Pissy Razor shirt and stuff like that. All know? right, dude. Oh, that's cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, pretty I mean, cool, it's man. Always, it's always good to do that. You know, um, I mean, it might get annoying to some people, but the thing about, especially like us knowing how it is living here in El Paso is um, we, I feel like we get overlooked a lot. Yeah. Sometimes it's either uh, bands traveling the tours that they, from yeah. um, San Antonio, Austin, that area coming through here. And it's either El Paso or Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get overlooked for yeah. that specific reason because... You know. sometimes you sometimes you have to work 10 times harder being yeah. from here and i'm not joking about that because yeah. i'm a pro i'm a product of that shit right yeah <laughs> and i don't mind working i don't mind working 10 times harder it's all good you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Um, and i think that's what makes it, this so much more special hell yeah dude it's the fact that um we know that that's how much more work it takes to get out there mm-hmm. you know uh Another funny thing, another really cool thing is that there's a weird, there is just a, this is like a center point for some type of, uh, I, the only way I could describe it is for some type of universal energy that it's like a magnet. And one side of the magnet is uh, El Paso. The other side of the magnet is Los Angeles. And they both like come together yeah. somehow. And this city for me has been like a, um, it, I just call it the, the El Paso Los Angeles connection. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's what I call it. Uh, there's like so many people from over there that know about this place and that love this place. And like, when I, yeah, when, you're I go right. to, when I go to Los Angeles, it's like my second home. It's yeah. like, I like, for whatever reason, my soul has been there and lived there before, you know what I mean? So right. I feel it at home. Those are the only two places I feel at home are here and, and in uh, Los Angeles, LA. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to say that that's like my second home ever yeah. since I was a kid. Uh, one of my uncles used to live in, in, uh, Montebello. Uh, you know, he's, he's passed on, uh, since, but, uh, I remember having memories when I was a kid going to LA and, and like discovering LA and, and now that I'm, you know, uh, uh, 43 years old, same thing, you know, it's, uh, still a second home to me even yeah. more now than it was before when I was a kid. So, uh, the El Paso Los Angeles connection exists yeah. and it's weird. It's this weird, like uh, universal thing that, that, that happens, but it's yeah. really, it's really fucking cool. I don't want even want to question it, but it happens and it's really awesome. So, right. Like there's just some things you don't got to ask about, man. Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> let it be. just let it happen. Yeah. yeah. I agree, sir. Well, dudes, um, 
Well, thanks again, man. Appreciate you guys, and uh, hopefully see you soon over at Bourbon and Brews. For sure, man. You oh, will, yeah, man. You will, of course. All right. Thanks for having me. And again, later, man. All right, brother. Sorry, sorry about yesterday. No. Uh, I, need to, I need to apologize. No bad again. blood, brother. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really it's a, thought yeah. Drinks on one drink on you next time. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you guys a drink and stuff. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Thank you. All right, man. Take it later. Take it easy. Have a good, have a good night. Cheer, cheer, cheers, man. Thank you. Cheers.